0: Welcome to episode 384 of We Don't Die Radio. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international best-selling book called We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. And before we start, just an announcement. Our home base is wedontdie.com. A lot of times people say, how do I get to this or that? We do online courses. We do a free Sunday gathering. Everything we offer is filmed, so you, if you don't need to be live to take part of it, of course, our movie with Sonia and all these there who captures the images and voices of people in the afterlife. And we've got some neat classes going on, like inspired writing, you know, being able to communicate with your loved one and spirit guides going on now. And it's just a good place. We've got a great Facebook group with almost seven thousand people that we can talk about life, death, grief, the afterlife, all that. So We don't die.com. So this is a video episode so if you are listening on a podcast, you'd rather be watching me and my magnificent guest. Just go to YouTube and type in we don't die radio 384. So our guest today is coming from Southern Florida. Her name is Tina Taché. She's a grief coach and the author of the children's and adult book Turned Upside Down. She is the president and very passionate about Camp Fiesta, which is a nine-day sleep-away summer camp for children with cancer. And now there's no cost to the families for the camp, but, you know, charitable contributions are always welcome. So we'll have Tina talk a little bit more about that and her book and her coaching and find out if she's got a belief in the afterlife. But you can find out more at campfiesta.com. About the camp. And then Tina's website is foreverafter.com, but spell the four, F-O-U-R. So Tina Taché, a warm first welcome to We Don't Die Radio. Hi,
1: Sandra. Thank you so much for having me. I wish um, the tables were turned and I could interview you because you're fascinating to me.
0: Oh, thanks. Well, maybe that will happen in the future. You never okay. know. So tell us a little bit about you and then yeah, this is just like we're sitting on the couch together, even though we are miles apart. Um, but I want to find out about you and then what got you into this writing and grief coaching.
1: Uh, so the grief coaching is new, um, officially. I've, I've done it unofficially for a long time, just with friends and family and whatever comes through my path. Um, but during COVID, I finally had the opportunity to... Uh, get a certification in it. And I'm looking forward to doing more work um, officially as we move into the real world again.
0: Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting.
1: Um, And it's great work. People are like, I don't understand you talk about grief and dead people and written a book about grief and how are you so happy, but it just makes me happy to help people. So This is one of those areas where the conversation is hard. And
0: for some reason, I enjoy the conversation. Well, it's true. Anytime you can make a difference for another person, you know, they feel better, you feel better. And grief is a tough thing because it's not just death of a loved one. There's so many different reasons why we can grieve. So just the fact that you're doing that is great. But what got you into all this? So you're in Florida, right? So I'm in Florida. Mm -hmm. And this started a long time ago.
1: Um, When I was 13, I lost my brother, Maury. He was 24 at the time. Um, And I lived an entire life, never really talking to anybody about it, jumping right back into school. um, There was one picture of him up in our home. Nobody ever really talked about his death or his life or brought up his name. And um, it wasn't because he wasn't loved or truly, truly missed, um, but that was what they knew, and that's how my family handled it. In turn, I, I grew up petrified of death, um, looking around every corner and uh, very fearful. And then um, something switched, <laughs> clearly, uh, because here I am talking about grief and death all the time. Um, but That happened many years later, after the birth of my first son. And um, when he was four years old, he said something to me that nobody could have known. And uh, I was putting him to sleep, he was almost sleeping, and he turned around out of nowhere and said to me, Mommy, um, wasn't Uncle Maury supposed to get married on your birthday? To which I was in shock, because I brought up my brother to him here and there, but it wasn't like today. Today we talk about him all the time. Um, And so I immediately got on the phone the next morning and asked family members, did you tell your daughter, could she have said something, blah, 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 blah. Well, I came to find out nobody knew um, that my brother was planning on getting married, except for me. Um, The last time I saw him, he asked me if I could keep a secret. I was 13 and uh, I said, yes. And he told me he was going to be getting married and he was going to be getting married on my birthday. And from there, this whole world has blossomed. Uh, He communicates with me through my birthday. And uh, the story is very
0: long. We don't have time. I don't think we've got some time. We're only a few minutes in. So we love stories and, you know, most of our viewers or listeners here have had a loved one pass. And so any stories, great. Um, and then of course, we'd love to hear about the book too. So stories are good. Anything you want to share, because sometimes people may get a sign and they'll just chalk it up to their imagination where lo and behold, that was somehow a loved one was working.
1: That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and that happened to me for a long time. I was getting signs and I and I didn't know them. Um, I didn't recognize them. I didn't know to look for them. But as this started to unfold, I went backwards and realized, oh, and so prior to my son asking me about my brother, who was no longer here getting married, I had had an astrology reading like two years before that. The number 731 came up three different times. She told me that was going to be a big deal for me. I had casually asked, well, if my son was born at 731 in the morning, would that mean something to you? And on my way out, and she was like, oh, yeah, you need to find out, and you need to come back, and we need to explore this. And I found out, but I never went back and explored it. Fast forward. like, Was he born at that time? Um, Your son? Yes, he He was was two. Um, So he was born at 731 in the morning and never made any sense you know I didn't pay attention to it, it didn't right. occur to me that that was the numbers of my birthday
0: Oh! And
1: even after she said that it still didn't occur that he says this thing about him getting married and it's a big deal but I still kind of let it lie and then two years later or a year later um, I'm pregnant with my second son and it was the one and only time I felt a visit from him like a actual presence I've never felt that again and that was 21 years ago um I mean he's around all the time and he gives me signs all the time but an actual like oh my god he's here and he told me I was pregnant with my second son way before I knew I was pregnant he like came told me I was pregnant left And then the next day I was like, okay, I need to go find out. And I was pregnant. And then one thing after the other has just happened since then with the number 731.
0: So that's your birthday. That's my birthday. So you just had it because we're recording this at the beginning of August. So happy belated birthday.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I always spend my birthday
0: at Camp Fiesta for the last uh, 34 years. Gosh, talk a little bit about Camp Fiesta and then we'll get on to your book because I think um, all of us need a belief in the afterlife and all of us can understand something written for a child. So, and I know it helps with grief. So, or you can pick which one you, you want to talk about first.
1: Well, we can we can talk about Camp since we just finished our, our first session since COVID. Um, camp was created in 1985, I've been there since 1988 started as a counselor with my husband before he was my fiance. And we've kind of grown into this role of, um, we now run, our it's run by our family. Um, and it's more of a gift to our family than, than we are to them for sure. Um, I, I can't say enough. We, we pull kids from uh, Dave Broward and Palm Beach County, but sometimes they come to us from other states. In the past, they've come to us from other countries. And they're they're from seven to seventeen, and they are they can be currently in treatment or they can be in remission. Um, and the really cool thing is because we've been around so long, they um, they go from campers to counselors. So most of our counselors, like ninety eight percent, except for my two kids and one another family that that volunteers their time, are survivors of the camp. So we're we're very blessed. That's
0: really nice, really nice. And what a way to give back for your counselors too. How many kids come in at one time? And you said it's nine days, I read.
1: Yes, so it's nine days. We have 50 beds, so we have 50 children and usually about 25 to 30 counselors. So we usually travel in a group of about 80. This year we were smaller because of COVID. um, We put on some serious restrictions to how we came into camp together, how we stayed safe. And um, next year we'll we'll go away and go back to, to normal. But it was nice. It was a great intimate group of kids, all, a lot of new kids and adorable. Just, we had this amazing young man who came in who, you know, you get their spirit and you get their energy and you see what they've been through. And then it's just life as normal. They have the same normal issues that all the other kids have and um it's wonderful where was it held it's held in birch state park in fort lauderdale um we've been there since 1985 cabins are starting to show that they've been there since 1985 but the campers are always very uh patient and uh it's great
0: any any parents go go?
1: parents are not allowed to come Mm -hmm. um Every year we have a big opening ceremony with the parents. And this year, because of COVID, we did not do that. Basically, Camp Fiesta had their own COVID line. And we tested everybody before, like, just like in carpool. And uh, then everybody, the, the parents went to the nurse, gave the meds, and, and then they were asked to leave. And yeah. they were also cooperative and and grateful and
0: just wonderful. So you have a nurse on staff, because I'm assuming kids some, might need medication and care. Yeah, we have
1: like two 2 um, full-time pediatric oncology nurses. And um, yeah, one has been with us now for close to 10 years. The other one retired after about 20 years back in 2019. And then we had this wonderful young lady join us this year. So
0: How wonderful. CampFiesta.com. Thanks for asking. about. Yeah, me. of course. Because you know, sometimes we have a couple extra dollars floating around and we don't know where it's going to make a difference. And it sounds like that would be good. So if Thank anybody's you. interested, check out the website. Now let's talk about the book. Do you have a copy of it handy? I
1: have a copy.
0: Are you up? Show it off. Talk a little bit about it while you have it up just so the camera's on you.
1: Okay. So Turned Upside Down is a flip book, and it was written to um, open up the conversation of grief with families. It's very hard for us as adults to know what to say, when to say, how to say to the children. And um, I know that my lifelong journey of fear of death came from not having any conversation. Yeah. And so this, this book was born from Maury, I, you know, I went to a channeler and she sent me on this path with, with Maury, my brother, and, um, we created this book. So the first part you open it up and there's a place to, you know, put your loved one's name. I'm not, I'm not very good at this, but you put your loved one's name. And then the first part is a conversation about how you're feeling, uh, to your loved one and missing them and, and all of that. And then when you get to the middle and the book goes upside down and you think you got a bad copy, you close and you go this way, and it's you know your loved one talking back to you. So the child's name goes here, and it's the loved one talking back to the child, Um, and all about you know not being afraid and staying you know creating this new conversation and about the soul and the spirit. And then um, in the middle, trying to get to the middle. This is so exciting. <laughs> in the middle, there's, I, mean, I, I don't know if I'm doing this well, but in the middle, there's, there's an area for um, the child to write their feelings, um, their emotions. So if they're really little, the parent can help, or if it's the group setting, they can make copies of the page and everybody can do that. And then next to it is a, uh, poem that i wrote for my brother when i was 15 and
0: um, will you read that, that one out that's will you read human. that to us yeah oh. okay. i would love that we would love that uh, okay
1: um but the reason i put that in there at 15 was because you know teenagers are also really hard to get to and um, i wanted them to see how i was feeling at that age so that it really works for little ones too. I've had people buy it for the grandmother. So, um, they use it kind of as a quiet meditation. So it's, it's, it's multifaceted anyways. Um, okay. Let's see if I can see the words. It says, Maury, I love you. Why? Do, I don't know if I can read this without crying. So be prepared. Oh, I don't mind. You're human. I, I think. haven't read it in a long time. Um, I love you. Why did you have to leave? I wanted to know. I did not understand why you had to go. At first, I did not want to believe. I asked why you, and then I asked why me. I have grown older. My desire to know you has grown deep. Curiosity has taken over the sadness. I no longer weep. I realize things happen for a reason, no specific time, place, or season. My dearest brother, Maury, you're always in my heart. With warm and loving thoughts, I continue to live my life with you as a very big part.
0: That's beautiful. Thanks. 1981
1: wow happy birthday tells everybody how old I am now
0: (laughs) that's all right that's all right um yeah we're we're doing good we're aging but we still got it we still got it sister (laughs) well it's so true because you know things are unpredictable but they can really put us on a journey to discover and then be able to help others right it's, um, a,
1: it's really turned into a true gift, you know, for something that was, you know, so instrumental in who I became, not realizing, you know, we don't realize as kids the effect it has on us. Um, so for all the heartache and, you know, quiet sadness, it brought me as a child and creating who I was. Now it's doing the same thing, but in the opposite, you know, it just brings me so much joy. You know, he taught me that they don't leave. He was persistent. Um, He was patient because I look back and I'm like,
0: Oh my God, he was doing this for so long. And I never knew. What kind of things was he doing for so long that you didn't.
1: Well, you know, going with the astrologer at 731. (laughs) And making it a point, and then my my first son being born at seven thirty one, my oldest was born at. You have to follow this because this doesn't make quite as much sense. But at nine fifty five, and by the time he was being born, I was totally understanding the numbers and seeing my brother, and so I thought certain things were supposed to happen. But his due date was May tenth, and that is the day my brother passed, and so I went into early labor on um, the 24th. And I was like, okay, that's not May 10th. What's going to happen? So I had, was convinced he would be born at five minutes after 10 um, at night. And then when he was, and then, so I told the doctor, the doctor said, oh, I'll be back at midnight. I said, no, doc, I'll see you sooner than that. And he looked at me and my husband was just like, don't worry, just we'll see you at midnight. <laughs> and so next thing I knew he was born at 955, which was really correct because it was five to ten so five ten um which was May 10th. Um and then just so so many things I, I can't even like just all day long. And and I know when we're studying mediumship they say like we're supposed to be able to turn it off, you know, and all of that. And I'm able to do that with everybody else, but with my mom and my brother, they are they are just present all day. I mean, I texted my son this morning to remind him that I was going to be on a call um, at noon. And I looked down and the time was 1141. And my mom comes to me with 41 all day long. So, um, and then even the poem that is in the book, I went back looking for a different poem when it was, when I was publishing the book and I, um, I pulled out a file and I couldn't find the poem anywhere and out of the file fell this poem. Um, and it had dolphins on it and I connect with him through dolphins too. My dolphin. Oh. And so I feel like he picked the poem for, for the book. Um, and then
0: some, just so many things. So I, I Signs know. are so subtle and I think it's, what you say is we can turn it off and turn it on. I don't think I'd want to turn it off with a brother and mom knowing that they're with you, supporting you, loving you. Yeah, we don't want to have strange people coming in days and nights like, Mm -hmm. hello, but with the loved ones and they come in through your feelings and they can be so subtle. And it's always such a battle because, you know, our Minds want to say, "Oh, that's just our imagination," but it's like, "Yeah, that's right," because that's how they communicate. And I, and I,
1: I always tell people, like, if you just if it feels right, then it is. Um, you know, with my mom, I had we had an agreement before she passed. We had a sign that she was going to give me, um, and I got it the first Monday that she had passed, it, and then I didn't get it again. But I was getting something else for a couple of months that I was really feeling. Was her, and it wasn't until about two months later that I was sharing the story with my sister-in-law, and it occurred to me, oh my God, this really, this is her. This is her extra shot, sign proving to me, because right before she got the numbers mixed up, they were supposed to be three fourteen, and she kept coming in with forty-one. Everything was forty-one, and right before she passed, she confided in me and said that she thought she had dyslexia her whole life. And she wishes she would have known as a child what she knew now because maybe her life would be different. So I felt, and then I didn't feel it at the 14. I felt it at the 41. So I always just say, go with, go with that feeling. And the more you trust
0: it, the more they show up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Pay attention to feelings. I think when we can look at picture of, one of them or a video if we have on our phone or old text messages or whatever those are. It's like the little calling card, like, I'm I'm here. And then Mm -hmm. you might find you get flashes of memories and feelings and giggles and things that come in. And it can be very, very subtle. Not everybody is turning the lights on and off. You know, Mm -hmm. not everybody can direct your eyes to a billboard that has their name on it. Um, but once you start working with it and even just listening to the radio and license plates, license plates
1: license plates are a big one, but you know, remember I told you, my brother came to me and told me I was pregnant with the second one. Um, and that morning I was meeting my mom. And as I turned the corner to go to the restaurant where I was meeting her, there was a huge billboard and the billboard just said, are you pregnant? And I went, Oh yeah. Well, I think I am. (laughs) So he was, he just, that's what he does. He just sends signs just everywhere.
0: Sounds like he's got a great personality too.
1: He does. He's um, I think he's very comfortable. You know, I I was gifted with a a beautiful friend and channeler for a long time who passed away a couple of years ago. And um, so she brought through Maury a lot for me. And he, he gave us real a real understanding of the afterlife and how he felt about his life here and how comfortable he is there and just all of these really great
0: lessons. Uh, can you that talk a little I'm bit
1: doing...
0: about what? that? Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Just as you continue, can you talk about just some of those things about where he is and how things are? And we all want to yeah. make sure that our loved ones are okay and healthy and well. What are some of the lessons so... that he's taught you?
1: Yeah, so um, he's taught me that you they can be in two places at one time. <laughs> they can be in many places at one time. So it's, you know, we feel lots of people are afraid to, to hold on or find signs from their loved ones because they think we're holding them back. You know, they're staying here. There's unfinished business. Um, and it's quite the opposite. We're just part of their business um, because here on the human realm we can only be human but once we leave here we can kind of be everything everywhere and so I learned like there's different levels and as our soul grows um sorry for this as our soul grows um uh you know so does our ability as as a soul being uh to just kind of be everywhere and he's He's a very old soul, and he's busy doing a lot of uh, very cool things, from what I understand. Um, but yet, he's able to be here for me. And um, somebody said, "Why? Why did he? Why is he there for you? Like why you?" Um, and he was here for me because I was on a very um, solo journey. I've learned to, to figure out why he came. I was on a very solo journey caring for my mom and uh, he was there in the hospital late nights showing up on blood pressure machines and clocks and answering questions for me and just all kinds of things. And it makes me sound crazy, but it's just what it was. And he talked about his life here and and how it was more challenging for him here to navigate uh, the human experience And that was kind of an interesting conversation we had as well. So, um, and again, through the channeler before her, I had one reading with her on the day Maury passed. It wasn't a planned, like I didn't try and do that. She just said, hey, how's May 10th? I went perfect. And on that day, uh, the message came through that we were supposed to write a book. And I was like, oh, I'm not writing a book. (laughs) You know, I like to do everything behind the scenes. And, um, but she told me just stay quiet, you know, which we've heard so many times. If we stay quiet, our loved ones come to us. If we give them the space to be heard. And so the very first day I didn't stay quiet. I was busy, busy, busy. And then um, at midnight I was in the shower and I was like beating myself up saying first day, I didn't make any quiet space do it now. And so I just made some quiet space and the book just came rushing in, rushing in. I gave him the space and he gave me the book. I, I take no credit. I mean, I, I give my, my illustrator great credit for understanding what I wanted on every page and then making it happen. Um, but the book is from Maury.
0: It's his gift to the world. Oh, my. very sweet you got a little say in it i know you do it's it's easy but i think it's it's yeah it's us not him you know what i'm trying to say i know. when you talk about grief in the book with a kid um or if there is a small person it doesn't even have to be a small person how do you begin to approach the subject because um you know you hear these just horror stories uh, somehow how people explain death to a kid um, will you talk a little bit about that
1: so i think the most important thing is is to remember they're human not just a little kid and so you know a softer approach to the same conversation you would have with an adult is how i find it to be best you know, just opening the conversation and asking them how they are feeling um, starts it, you know, and, and, and the book, the book really allows for that. So the book kind of starts those feelings about missing hearing your voice on the phone or holding your hand. Um, and so that gets them thinking and going, oh, yeah, you know, that is how I feel. Um, but I didn't know if that was OK. And so many times they think that they need to be okay because their adults are so sad. I know that I did that. I was just like, yep, I'm okay. Cause my mom's whole world has just crumbled. Um, and that's just not okay. <laughs> so, you know, when we, when we give them the space to talk, just give them the space to talk, talk to them like they're little adults use real words. You know, I think, I think when we tell them they're sleeping, Oh well, that's pretty scary because they sleep every night too. So what does that mean? Are they they're going to not wake up? So using real words, even though they're hard for us to use, I think um, I think it's better. And I do believe we're 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 raising a generation that is, is better with grief than than we were. You know, I think we're figuring it out. We're doing better. There's so many wonderful organizations out there to help children. And um, I never, ever talk to somebody that I don't recommend taking them to some sort of, you know, play facility, work facility that they can you know, do the work for for some time, you know, whether it's a therapist or one of those organizations out there.
0: Yeah, well, that's really powerful, really good. It's a tough subject for all of us, but they are little people. And then we all have little people inside of us. So I think it's big kids and little kids. You're right. So when you flip it over, I think that's cool, a flip book. Uh, (laughs) What kind of things, um, are there things about still being in touch with your loved one or where they are or anything like that? Yeah. Um, I'll I'll look. Do you know that as soon as we're done, I'm going to go buy the book (laughs) on Amazon, right? We can get it or...
1: Yes, it's on yeah. Amazon, but please don't do that. I'll send you a copy.
0: Oh, me? Uh, okay, all right.
1: Um, I for mean, our when it po-
0: viewers and listeners.
1: Oh yes, it's on Amazon. Um, so the the one part you know about trying to hold on is there's this kind of rainbow bridge between the the clouds there, um, and it says it's important to know and always remember. My soul and my spirit will stay forever. What is a soul and a spirit? You ask. They are the parts of us that will always last. And so that—that's you know them kind of explaining the beginning of how how to build this new new relationship. There's no there's no um, lie in in saying I'm you know I'm here. I'm not dead. I mean that's not what it's about. It's just about being able to create a new and special. Uh, relationship. So, and there's there's humor, and it allows the child to cry. It says it's okay to laugh, it's okay to cry. Um, it gives them permission to to feel all the feelings they're feeling because they don't know what they're supposed to feel. And lots of times they'll mimic, you know, the adult. The adult is ignoring the grief; they're going to ignore it. If the adult is falling apart, they're either going to fall apart because they think that's what they're supposed to do, or they're going to be better than they are. Because they don't want to add. So I just try to like. Just give permission to, to feel. However you're feeling. Because all
0: of them are part of it. They're all part of the journey. Yeah. So. Grief. Grief is yeah nasty. And the only way to the upside of it is straight through it. But there but are so many be, tools. It can be a peaceful journey.
1: If, if we don't make it scary for them. Mm-hmm you know, and I think that that's a, that's a gift, you know, they're going to feel the the sadness and the loneliness and the, the wanting and all of those things. But if, um, you know, I just want to build a generation that understands that signs exist and loved ones are all around us and they're there for support and guidance and laughing. I mean, last night, silly example, my, my kids were here um, and we were making Something my father-in-law had given us, and there was supposed to be cheese inside of it. So we put it in the oven, we baked it, brought it out, and my son's like, oh, "It's not melty. I don't understand." Turned out there was potato inside of it. So then they didn't want it, but I was like, "Gosh, Grandma would have loved this." And then I looked at the clock, and it was 9:41 or 10:41, something like that. I was like, "Oh, yep, Grandma's loving it because here she is on the clock." It's, you know, and she just, that's how it works. She shows up all day. And so my youngest once said, well, why do you get to decide what she's saying? Cause I'll be like, oh, grandma thinks I'm right. Blah, 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 blah. When do we see this? Why do you get to decide? So I was like, all right, well you decide. He's like, okay, this is the deal. Whoever sees the number first gets to decide what she's saying. So, you know, and that brings us joy. We feel like she's here um, and she is.
0: Yeah. I've been at this just over 25 years now, it's been a long journey. And there's not a single soul that can convince me that it's not real, that we live on, absolutely. I think they can be busy doing their afterlife things, whatever those are learning and growing, but you can definitely multitask and be with different people at the same time. There's so much of that. And so to have a generation that's not only growing up, understanding grief, Which can really put us on a spiritual path earlier in life, but then also to have them understand the greater reality that there's a much bigger picture, I think could be just so powerful in our lives. It's a gift. It's 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 definitely a gift. It is. Do you have anything else you'd like to share with us? Because I don't know what else to ask you. (laughs) Any other stories or any other things. I mean, we don't have to go on forever, but I just want to make sure you have an opportunity to share what's in your heart.
1: Um, I mean, I, you know, I can, I can share this. So, I mean, there's so many stories and they, they go on and on. Um, one, one of the things I did want to say about um, you asked me what I learned from the conversations with my, my friend who is also now passed, but was a channeler. So, when my mom was alive, my brother was around 24 seven, you know, he was always there. She was sick for a long time. He was really by my side through it all. And then when she passed, I started to feel like he was, I don't want to say he was fading away, but he was like, he was taking a back seat and he wasn't around as much. And then she was around all the time. And I got nervous. And I, I asked the question, like, is he going to leave now? Like after. All of those years with him being around, I still was like asking this silly question of, is he going to leave? Because was he only here for me, for my mom? And so we asked him the question. And that's when we found out about all the multi-levels and all the stuff he's doing. And he laughed. You know, she chuckled and she said he's laughing because he can't leave. Like you are a part of his experience. You are a part of his life. And he will always be here just sometimes you know more than others but now he can because your need is not quite so much and so now they both come through mom is here more than more is um but right as we were entering into camp fiesta that week before they were both here so powerfully and so big at every turn every turn so i share that so people know like they're not leaving. They're always here. We just have to pay attention. It's not about looking for signs. It's about paying attention. You know, it's not about creating them. Um, It's just, I, I will say that, that asking for them, like when I work with people, I tell them, go ahead and ask. Like if you're not getting them, just ask for what you want, figure out what makes sense for the two of you ask and then wait. And sure enough, very quickly, they, they start showing up. So I have this I don't know if you can see it um, can you see yes uh-huh it? okay so it's says seven thirty one four um and then there's initials on there. The first year after my mom passed, when we go to Camp Fiesta, we always take the kids to universal and disney um and they have these this little kiosk that makes these bracelets and all the kids get Camp Fiesta and Survivor and all of that. Um, So my son had this bracelet made for me. um, And he knew that my mom was coming through with with the 14 or 41 at the time, um, or 14 and then 41. And he wasn't sure how to add it to the 731. He wanted to do 731. So he didn't know if he should put 41 or 14 or what he should do. So he just decided to add the four. And the really cool thing that happened was it became 7 you can't see but it became 7314 which is 731 which is my sign from my brother and then it's 314 which was supposed to be the sign from my mom cuz that's her birthday she just gave it to me in 14 in 41 so like I don't know. That doesn't just happen. I mean, he told me, mom, I was struggling. I didn't know if I should add 41 or 14. So I just added the four, And then that's what came up.
0: Um, So they just, they show up and just everywhere. Yeah. And to pay attention because you're right. You can ask. And I think we're, you know, we're still people with our own personalities when we transition over. Um, But to find something that's in common for both of you that you can work on. It's not a one-time deal. I think you keep the conversation going and you know they're working on it from their end, you're working on it from your end. But the key is really to pay attention because I know for myself, I can't speak about anybody else, but I am so busy in my mind all the time, whether it's something on the computer or the phone, uh, that it's really hard to be in the present moment. But that's when you're gonna look up and see, are you pregnant? You know, you have mm-hmm. to be paying attention.
1: Yeah. And if you're paying attention, then it's pretty nonstop. Ooh. I find it to be I find it to be nonstop. Which is it's um it's joyful because I mean lots of times and I'll feel closer to them, like they're around more than, you know, a friend I can pick up the phone and call. So
0: that's a nice thing, not a bad yeah, thing at all. I,
1: I, I wish that for, for everybody, I really do. I feel very blessed and very, very grateful to have both of them showing up the way they do.
0: Yeah, I was just thinking about spirit communication earlier and just thinking, you know, no one would consider running a marathon without training. And so a little bit every day and make it a part of your life, make it, you know, don't just leave it at random times. You know, you've got a loved one who desperately wants to let you know they're safe and sound and they're, they can see you and they can listen to you. And, you know, while their thoughts and feelings might not always come through, they're very much alive. But take that time and put in the practice. And I love that, you know, that there's so many signs when you're paying attention. And can it be your imagination? Well, yeah, sure, but that's also, as we know, through mediumship training, how they communicate, they use our feelings, they use our memories, they use, um, all of it. Words sometimes
1: knock on the door, you know, and say, can I come in? Mm -hmm. Although, I mean, I guess sometimes, you know, that, that happens a little bit, but yeah, we just, we have to be open to their, their source of communication. And they do say that, um, when, when they're doing really well, it's, you know, it's hard. It's hard to communicate with us. It takes a lot of energy. And so if we're missing the signs, that's why I say, I don't believe they go away because my brother stayed around for so long. He didn't give up on me. Um, and so I think if, if that can happen and if I can have 20 years in between really recognizing the signs and, and hearing him, um, then everybody should know their loved ones are around
0: yeah, regardless that's,
1: of if they get the signs.
0: So, so hopeful. Yeah. I was saying not too long ago, that, uh, <laughs> I was part Sorry. of, that's okay, of um, soul quest, which is a Sunday thing that we do before the Sunday gathering. And one of the inspired messages came through that um, if you can imagine your hand, and then if you wave your hand really fast, it becomes kind of invisible And just talking about the difference in the vibration, you know, they're trying to slow down to communicate. We're here, but where Mm -hmm. they are most of the time is, you know, much faster than I can wave my hand. So they're trying and we need to be present and we need to pay attention. So somewhere in between is that, you know, coming together. But don't don't give up and keep that relationship alive because they're right there. Oh, Tina. Anything else?
1: I mean, I could talk to you all day, Sandra. I know. I probably we, we could wrap it up.
0: All right.
1: Um, only if you have something else you want to ask me. Or...
0: I feel very much at peace. I do. Um, Turning Upside Down is your book. People can find it on Amazon or you can look in the description of this video or audio, however you're listening. I have the website. Your main website is foreverafter.com spelled F O U R camp Fiesta. I think we should all just check out. Cause I'd looked earlier and it's just so great that you are doing that. Um,
1: thank you. If anybody has any other questions about signs or wants to share their signs, I love hearing things. So, um, they can email me at Tasha T A C H E at foreverafter.com and, um, I will be happy to, to answer and and listen. I love, I love the stories. I love the synchronicity.
0: Perfect. Perfect. And yeah. And for anybody who's watching on YouTube, feel free to comment. And if you've got some signs to share, people love to read them. I do as well. So I think it's important because what you might think or know as a sign, someone else might be shuffling off like, Oh, that can't be, but it can be. They're very subtle sometimes. So, thank you for that. Thank you, Tina, for being our guest today.
1: Thanks, Sandra, for having me, and thanks for letting me share.
0: Oh, it's our pleasure. And for our listener or our viewer, thank you for being with us. It's 384 episodes. Oh my gosh, that's quite a few. And I know some people have been with us from the beginning. Thank you. Also, I have Shades of the Afterlife, which is a different. And also afterlife podcasts through iHeart Radio. It's more um, different subjects within each and every uh, episode. So it's not always just talking to one person. So there's some different things there as well, but I'm very, very proud of that. And remember, our home base is we don't die.com. If you are grieving and, or you'd like to read a copy of my book, just go to the store page and scroll down and you'll find the audio book and you'd be my guest and use coupon code FREE, F-R-E-E. And you can either listen to the book or the PDF of the book is included also if you'd rather read it. Chapter 10 is how to survive grief. And although I had tons of afterlife information for a long time, what really pushed me over the edge to start sharing is when I myself um, experienced deep grief after my dad passed and what I learned, etc is in that chapter 10 and feel free to share it. I don't mind if you give that link away to anybody, go for it. So thank you, thank you. And like I said, we've got great things going on every Sunday, two o'clock Eastern time, which is 11 o'clock Pacific time, 7 p.m. in the UK, 6 a.m. in New Zealand. You can catch us on our free Sunday gathering and it's an inspirational service filled with empowerment For your week and fun and music videos and then there's always a medium demonstration as part of it so loved ones come through and they say you know i'm right here this is what i've witnessed i've been with you for this There's shared memories our loved ones are healthy they are well they are whole they are safe they can be part of our lives and i'm sure frustrated because they can't always get through And we're sitting here thinking are you there yes we're right here so our sunday gathering is a really good example that you can be on the court and you can realize that your loved ones are around and their love for you never dies so in closing my name is sandra champlain i've been your host on we don't die radio i do believe that life is an education for the soul and that your life here on earth is very important so go get new experiences take care of yourself Don't discount your grief. Um, There's a lot of people here for you. And thank you again for listening or for viewing. And we'll see you soon.